Regeneration is the action or process of being reformed, regrown, or created again, restoring lost or injured aspects of oneself. Join Josh and Kit each week as they discuss what it looks like to seek and to find Jesus in the areas of identity, intimacy, and sexuality. If you'd like to discover God's design for your life and how to live it out, this podcast is definitely for you. We've talked about triggers to sexual temptation before and how most often temptation is not primarily prompted by an outside stimuli, but it's actually something that's going on inside a person. And so triggers can be any kind of pain or discomfort that that we think fantasy or or porn are going to help with. So longing for comfort, release from stress. But sometimes when we introduce this idea, people go, oh, no, for me, my main trigger is boredom. That's when I get most tempted. Hmm. So, Josh, how do you respond to that? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that a lot. I've heard people say that a lot. And I, I have to admit, I usually hear it with a bit of suspicion I, because I, I, I tend to mistrust that boredom is a primary trigger for people, especially when people are thinking, like, that's the primary one. That's when I'm really tempted. And I think there are two layers to why I'm suspicious of it. The, the first is that I, th- I think in a busy culture like we live in, where people are moving so fast, we idolize busyness, we, you know, if, we, if we're active, we're important, if we're not, we're not. Um, I think people get confused about the difference between boredom and unsettledness, or boredom or uneasiness, or boredom and, and a disquiet that they're experiencing. Hmm. And so, so it can even help just to, to look at the definitions a little bit. So Boredom is associated with with a, a weariness. It's a weariness of inactivity, or it's maybe sometimes a weariness of an activity that that has been done over and over again. Where unsettledness or disquiet is a kind of anxiety. It's a kind of worry. It's a it's an it's an uneasy an uneasiness. And so the the difference between those two and the key key difference there is is the weariness part. And so I think if somebody's talking about you know when I'm bored I'm triggered. One of the things I want to kind of help them dig into is like, well, how, how long did it take you to get bored? Hmm. Because if somebody's getting bored pretty quickly, that's probably a sign it's not really boredom they're feeling. They're probably feeling unsettled or disquiet about something else. So, um, And yeah. being disquieted and feeling uneasy sort of uh, a main experience we're going to have in this life. Yeah. And so it, that's interesting because maybe part of it is how do we get more comfortable with that? We're not running to to something to fix that. Yeah, how do we actually yeah. how do we learn to sit with that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so I think the the big question is is like are you getting weary of the inactivity or whatever the activity is quickly? And we could talk about maybe what quickly is, but you know, is it, is it, did it take a couple of minutes? Did it take a couple hours? Did it take a couple of days or weeks before the boredom set in? Um, yeah. So, so how, how does a person know if they're really bored or if it's actually unsettledness? Yeah. I, I so I, I have a couple thoughts about that. I think, I think one is, um, like what's your actual situation? I mean, are you, um, are you confined like, are you, are you sick and in bed and you literally can't get up and go do something else? That, that would seem to be a, a condition for, for boredom to creep in as opposed to, no, I was at home. I'm perfectly able. I could have done something else, but I just got bored. That, that to me doesn't – something doesn't quite fit there. Um, I think another thing would be honestly asking a person – and maybe this harkens back to what you were saying a minute ago. Like, do you spend time 
in stillness or in solitude or in silence mm. ever. Because mm-hmm. if, if you don't, then, then that's probably a sign that you're, you're moving away from some unsettledness inside of you and, and more likely to, to mistake that for boredom. So, yeah. I mean, a person who can, who can sit silently or in solitude who experiences boredom at some point, like they're probably more able to recognize like th- this is really because I'm, you know, what I'm experiencing right now is just futile yeah. versus no, there's something going on in my, in the deep waters of my soul. So boredom or unsettledness, how would each of those, how would you advise people handle that as if, if either one is leading to being tempted, how, how, do, how might they look different in terms of trying to think differently or intervene in some way? Yeah. So let me, let me come back to the, the boredom one later, but I, I think initially for the, for the unsettledness, I think that's, that brings us back to really diving deeper into the question of triggers. So like if you're, again, so we, we started, you started by saying, okay, we, we've got these triggers that some type of emotional or physical pain or discomfort, and we're trying to medicate it or solve it or resolve it through sexually acting out with pornography or fantasy or something else. And the person's response is, no, not for me. Mine is boredom. And I'd say, okay, well, if you discover, you suspect, actually, maybe this isn't boredom, maybe this is unsettledness, then the next question is, what are you unsettled about? What's happening in the deeper places inside of you that you're feeling uneasy or you're feeling disquiet? And and usually that'll bring us back to like one of those areas of triggers. There's some type of emotion you're feeling that's not very comfortable and you're not very used to feeling it. And I think that, I think the big thing is that in a culture like ours, like we're, a lot of us aren't, a lot of us are not used to paying attention to and feeling the things that we're feeling because there is so much distraction around us. So, so is, is what you're saying, like, don't, don't be, uh, fooled by thinking it's boredom, you know, really think about what, what is this really? And if it's unsettledness, then, then really spend some time, um, getting after that in a way that's, that's meaningful. And, um, cause maybe that, that people rush to that it's bored. That's not helping them. Right. That's not, that's yeah. not a helpful thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, so, I mean, and I guess, you know, part of this, if now that we're talking about, it, I think one of the things that comes up for me is I think when I've heard people talk about boredom, it almost sounds like they're a victim, you know, like, oh. well, for me, it's just boredom. So what can I do? You know? Yeah. I, like, yeah. Well, actually, hold on. Like, yeah. There's something going, like, why, why are you feeling bored and what can you do? And, um, yeah. So I, I think, I think that's like, let's be suspicious of, of the idea that it's boredom, especially if it's, if it's kicking in and you actually have options and it actually hasn't been that long. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we talk about like you, for unsettledness, you're saying, you know, let's really think about, uh, learning how to practice stillness, learning how to enter into silence and solitude, and also learn how to pay attention to the, these deeper questions, what's really going on inside, and bring God into it. God, what's going inside? What's going on inside of me? And get kind of get into a practice with those things to yeah. inform that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I remember when I was, before I started any recovery for, for my sexual addiction, I remember times of feeling so antsy and like I just didn't I couldn't sit still I wanted to go do something I remember times with friends where I was like guys we got to go to do something like let's just let's get out and go do something and um and I think there I think that can be a legitimate desire at some point but looking back I was able to see actually some of those times I was really 
I was dealing with an unsettledness inside. I was feeling anxiety about things. I was feeling uncomfortable about the week I had just had. I was feeling afraid about what was coming ahead of me. I was feeling insecure in the situation I was sitting in. And I was trying to medicate it with some type of activity. So that makes me think about a couple of uh, clients that I work with who say, um, you know, when I am feeling tempted, I go for a run. You know, I do something mm-hmm. um, so it, that distracts me. Is is Are those options of distracting yourself from it ever helpful? Or is that actually kind of a little bit of a problem? Yeah. I th- I'm, I, no, I think it can be helpful. I mean, I think in the, in the moment, if you have the option of I'm going to look at pornography and fantasize and masturbate or something like that, or I'm going to do something healthy to distract myself, even if it's to just to deal with this boredom that's actually unsettledness, mm-hmm. it's a better alternative. They're healthy. I mean, you have a lot of options, right? Yeah. But I think long-term, getting after what what am I experiencing inside and how can I resolve that? Because part of, part of what's going to happen is that some of the things that get stirred inside are not going to be resolved very quickly. Yeah. So gosh, yeah. this issue of anxiety isn't really about what happened at work today. I deal with anxiety. I have an anxiety problem. Yeah. And so I need to learn a lot of coping mechanisms for that, not just identifying it, but yeah, I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. I'm going to call a friend. Yeah. Gonna... So it's these are things that I can do and always be aware that there's probably something else going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I looked this up this morning, actually. Blaise Pascal, his, mm-hmm. his, he has a famous quote. It says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit. I'm sorry. All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really powerful statement. I mean, Ken, I think I, when I think of you, I think you, you are a person who is aware of tensions, difficulties, the, in, the the places, the inner waters of your soul. What do you say to you, the question you just asked about, are there times where distraction is okay? Well, I think, you know, I guess it depends on what's a distraction. You know, is a distraction going to be something that, like, I love to watch my birds. I love to sit and be quiet and watch the birds and not think about the problems that are happening in my life. Mm-hmm. That actually feels therapeutic to me because I'm actually not focusing on some some something that's messing with me. I'm focusing on something that's actually giving me a sense of peace mm-hmm. and a sense of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives my mind a rest because I, when I get into centering prayer, sometimes I can go there and sometimes my mind's way too busy and I need to just 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 sit quietly and think, watch the birds and have something to distract me. Hmm. So I think it depends on the kind of distraction. If you're talking about a distraction that's like puts me into denial and gives me a habit that's not good for me, like Netflix binge watching, you know, then that's going to be a different kind of thing. So, and not that that's always bad. Sometimes it's nice to just veg out and watch a funny show, but it's kind of, you know, paying attention to what's this doing for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. How's this affecting me? Yeah, I mean, other, I, I think maybe one, of, maybe part of what you're saying is, are, are we exchanging one compulsive way of dealing with this with another compulsive way? Like, yeah. you know, going from sexual addiction to binging on Netflix or eating too much food or something like that is, it, it, you're just tra- trading, maybe trading up a little bit, but, yeah. you know, ultimately you're not really resolving the underlying stuff. But I do think it's interesting because you're right. And I was just, this was just happened to me this morning. I think we do get uncomfortable. We're not aware of the things that we're even thinking about 
ourselves or God or a situation. We're just avoiding. And um, this morning I was going to do some centering prayer and I found myself being like compulsively like, oh, I should do this centering prayer, you know. And then I was just like, you know what, I'm tired. I'm weary. I don't want to do this next practice. I just want to sit here. Hmm. I just want to I just want to sit here. Hmm. Yeah. And I just want to look out the window and I just want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and I, you know, I did start thinking about some things and, but then it was like, okay, let me think about those things in a way that's helpful instead of a way of, you know, like compulsive behavior of any kind. I mean, even, even spiritual practices can be compulsive if they're not really allowing you to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and that, that brings to mind for me too. Like, so you're, you're the, the woman you're walking with who goes for a run. Mm-hmm. I think that for some people, that actually can be a really helpful place. Yes. Okay, it's a lot more comfortable while I'm doing something physical to yes. pay attention to what's happening inside as opposed to just sitting still at, with, you know, alone in my room. Like, um, with all respect to, to Blaise Pascal, I think that, mm-hmm. like, those, are, those can be steps that are in, in the right direction, both externally dealing with the moment, but also perhaps, like, leaving some room with, mm-hmm. with maybe a little bit of activity connected to well, it. Well, and, to, and to one client in particular, I can re, I, she will say, I can talk to God better when I'm running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I definitely relate with that. Yeah. And there's, so for me, like there's a difference between exercise of any kind and running. Like running for mm-hmm. me is like clears my head and does something to some of those deeper waters in my soul. Then yeah. like going to the gym is not that same kind of experience for me. So I put that more in maybe the distraction. So, um, can we go back to this idea if a person truly is bored, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the other layer. So the beginning, so there are a couple layers. I think this is the other other layer. Like there are reality. I mean, boredom happens, right? Futility happens. This is a part of living in a fallen world. And so let's let's say a person is truly bored. They're, you know, they're they have an illness, they're confined to bed for days at a time, or they're they're stuck on the tarmac in a plane for hours on end, and it just gets boring. And so I think there there are two two things with this. Like one is, so, so then like come back to the question, like why, why pornography then, or why temptation in that moment? And I think one of those things can be conditioning. And I think we live in a culture, we've kind of tapped into this already in this conversation. We live in a culture that is conditioned to distract ourselves. Like we, like it's everywhere. I mean, you know, you're in the grocery store line and people have their phones out. You're magazines everywhere. Yeah. You're on the, you're on the tarmac and you know, nobody, nobody's, you know, sitting, doing nothing. I mean, there, there's a conversation or they're reading or they're, you know, even what you described a minute ago, I'm just tired. I just want to sit. Like, I mean, that's countercultural. So <laughs> we are conditioned with distracting ourselves. Um, so if you've responded to boredom, to authentic boredom before by turning to fantasy or porn or, or some other type of sexual stimulation, it's like your brain have, has learned like, hey, when I feel this way, I know what to do. I, I know where to go. So some of that may need to be press through. It's the desert of, of withdrawal. Like, okay, if I don't want my brain to respond to authentic boredom this way anymore, then there are going to have to be times where I'm feeling bored and I don't go there. I don't distract with porn or something else. And then another possibility I think can be shame. Mm-hmm. So again, I think that we come, it comes, even if it's authentic boredom, why is pornography? Why is it pornography that you're prone to go to? Why not some other activities some other yeah. or because all of us all of us get caught up in boredom and yeah. kind of wanting to escape or retreat to something that's may not be the best choice for us certainly facebook's not the same as pornography but it can be the for same. some people yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it can be the same sort of habit yeah 
So, so why not something like, why aren't we then going to something that's more meaningful, more yeah. fruitful, more productive yeah. for our lives, more, more restful? Great question. Like why does, why is boredom turn into, I need to be stimulated, distracted, that's aroused, great or, as opposed to like, oh, you know what? Hey, I've an extra hour. I didn't realize I had, what a great opportunity for rest or to catch up on this or to think through this thing I've been wa- I wanting to work on. Yes. Yes. So what's the answer to that? Well, I, I mean, I think that's, that's where, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know I'm for sure. I'm my seat. <laughs> but I, I think that's, some of that has to do with shame, has to do with these, the deep existence of, of shame that mm-hmm. is in us, that believes that we actually aren't worthy of those yeah. more worthy responses, you know, like, yeah. And the best I can do is escape for a little while. Like I, my life is not meaningful enough and I'm not meaningful enough. So the best yes. I can do is to tap into somebody else's meaning. Yes. I'm going to steal meaning from porn or the storyline of the movie or as opposed to, hey, God, I've got an extra 15 minutes and you're the God of the universe. And so the universe is at your disposal and I am too. Like, what are we going to talk about? So this is a powerful point, this idea of meaning and purpose. Hmm. I was talking to my sister yesterday. She just bought a bookstore. She's 67 years old. And it's really hard. Technology and yeah, you know, she hadn't yeah. been working full time. She's been a writer. So, but she said, I feel more alive than I have in years, even though this is hard. Hmm. And it's like it's because it's giving her meaning and purpose. Yeah, People are absolutely. coming in and they're saying, We're so glad you're here. We just love how you tie the community together. You know, I just love that you can order the books I love and you can talk to me about books. And so, you know, it I think so how do we more often encourage each other um and talk about you know, spending time reflecting on, hey, Meaning and purpose, and it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. It can just be every life has potential meaning and purpose. Yeah. How do we tap into yeah. it? And the connection there, if we're especially if it, if we're dealing with shame, is we also have to have to pay attention to identity because yeah. shame is a message about my identity. So if I'm if I'm pursuing meaning without addressing the core issues of my identity, gotcha. yes, then then that those those just, attempts to yeah. meaning just become like now I'm a workaholic, now I'm a, a ministryaholic, you know, as opposed yeah. to. Um, yeah. So, so I, again, I'm, I'm not sure I'm expressing this real well, but if, so when we're talking about shame with, with authentic boredom, I think that like the thing we're trying to pay attention to here is just this idea of like, do I, as I'm in those moments where there's nothing going on for me, view myself and my world as something that is really, really good. And, mm. or am I viewing it like, Hey, this, and like, I stink, my world stinks. Like, and so the best I'm going to do is squeeze a little life out of Netflix or porn or fantasy or something, as opposed to this, ha- this has meaning because I have meaning because God is a God of meaning and he is here in this. So practically, what, what, how does that play out? Like someone's listening and they're like, okay, I, I want that. I want to be clear about who I am. I don't want to be filled with shame. I don't want to be doing things yeah. just because I'm trying to you know, play like I have meaning or purpose. Yeah. I was hoping you could help me. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I use it better still than I do. I, so here, here are a couple of thoughts. Like, um, but I, w- I would like to hear what you have to say. I mean, we've just got a couple minutes left. But I mean, one one thing is, I think if again, if we were talking about authentic boredom or an opportunity that where you might authentically be bored, then think ahead. Like, what? How can I use that time more meaningful to affirm it in a way that respects and honors my worth and who I am and who God says I am? So I'm going to be, you know, hey, I'm I'm going to be in the airport for three hours on this layover. Instead of just getting bored, like, let me think about what I, how I want to spend that time. That's just a practical, mm-hmm. you know, trying to think it in ahead, especially for those who are, are wrestling with ongoing sexual temptation. Like, just plan ahead for that kind of stuff. 
I have a night by myself instead of being bored and or binging on Netflix or porn. Like what what can I do? That what do I want to do? Thinking ahead mm-hmm. and be creative. And for a lot of people, if they've gotten into the habit of of fantasy and pornography, like some of it might be like look back to what you used to love to do and plan for mm-hmm. some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other is is pay attention to the stuff that we've been talking about. And so in times of boredom, even if you didn't plan ahead, what is being stirred up? And, and, and thinking long-term about what do you want to do with that stuff? Like, do you want it to keep like roiling under the surface there or do you want to deal with it? And, and hopefully you want to deal with it. And so that's a place for dealing with the deeper waters of the soul, getting some Christian therapy, some spiritual yep. coaching or regeneration, yep. some spiritual direction from a trusted pastor or priest. Like go to those places to stop avoiding them. Stop, stop buying the idea that the best you can do is to, is to run away to the old temptations. And then the, and then the last thing I think that's related to all of these is, is practice it. Practice stillness and silence and solitude. Um, so don't just wait for those moments when, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm bored and I didn't expect to be or I'm bored and this is miserable. But let me practice this now so that th- that stuff can get stirred up. Because what happens with the time, and, and I'm not an expert at this, but I think I think what happens, what our goal is, is in those moments of stillness, whether it's something we've chosen or something that's been kind of pushed on us, in those moments of stillness or silence or solitude, we we want to find in those moments opportunity for a deeper, richer life with ourselves, with God, and with others, mm-hmm. as opposed to this is a threat to yeah. us in yeah. some way. Yeah, I love so that. That's that's my my take on that. But. I think what you're describing is has a lot of really important aspects to it. Like instead of thinking about this as a burden, I've got to, you know, figure out my life. That think about it as an invitation. Invitation, yeah. You know, yeah. like hey, I got one life here. Yeah, I got one, and it's mine. And I get to make choices about it. And yeah. so instead of being burdened by it, stressed by it, like think of the gift of it. Like what what. What do I want to do with my life? What, how could we? How God could God and I talk about that together? What's the vision of my life? Because I think most of us either are stuck or will be stuck, or we all get stuck, and because we're either moving forward or we're moving backward. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, so just to be like, okay, I'm not alone in the fact that I'm stuck, or I have been stuck, or might get stuck. We all get that way. So, how do I keep from getting stuck? How do I make this an invitation? Uh, to like actually embrace my life, yeah. I, I think that's I, I think that can be very exciting, and to also have friends or a mentor or a spiritual coach mm-hmm. or a counselor yeah, that you can it. say, "Help me with this." Yeah. I don't want to like I don't want to get down the road ten years and go, "Oh, the last ten years didn't mean much." I want to be like, "Oh, to the extent that I could, I think I made some good choices." Yeah, and 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 join the club with that. I mean, yeah, we're all there. Yeah, I mean, I. I I don't run to fantasy and porn anymore, but man, I am so tempted to run to ministry stuff in times where yes. I just need rest or I need space. Yes. I'm getting spiritual direction now to try to get after what is going on? Why can't yeah. I yeah. be still? So And it's, it's yeah. it really can be very freeing. I think it's just we're afraid of it. And I get it, I have been too, and I still am. But I think just maybe an encouragement, push push through the fear. And just see what's on the other side. Just trust God that he's got more for you. Yeah. So leave room when there's boredom. Yeah. Don't just try to, you know, push it away. It's certainly not an excuse to act out sexually. Mm-hmm. Leave room. See what else comes up. And if you need help identifying what this antsiness is, what else is going on there, then get some help with that. And then when this stuff comes up, that's an invitation to to go deeper, to resolve stuff, to become more who you're meant to be and yeah. more connected to God and others. So. Yeah. 
Jesus, we need your help here. You're, you are the one who said to your disciples, come away with me to a quiet place. And Lord, you know, in this day and age, we are not very used to that. So God, help us to hear your voice calling us. And would you grant us hope and faith to believe that you've actually got something better than boredom and better than meaninglessness in that quiet place with you. And we pray especially for our brothers and sisters who are listening, who, for whom uh, tempta- sexual temptation is an issue, and that's why they started listening. God, grant them help in this process. We pray all these things in your good name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on the Regeneration Podcast. Please make sure to visit our website at regenerationministries.org, where you can subscribe to the show on Apple or Google Podcasts and even Spotify, so you'll never miss another one. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out a lot. Thanks so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again next week.